Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. It's 2.30 in Podcastville, Wednesday, March 9th. There is a lot to talk about. Ooh. Um, yeah, just let me get my list up here. You, uh, you want to get your Batman thoughts out, right? I can do that. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll try to keep those a little concise. I have a couple of things I, I want to get your, uh, your opinion on. A sad thing maybe happening in the area. A wild story that you probably are unfamiliar with um, because you've been in meetings, but uh, we need to discuss that as well. Like this one Marvel movie might just be cursed. But I said, oh, blank, when you popped on because as you popped on, do you know, I heard, I heard breathing. Mine? No, it went like this. Darth Vader. Yeah, the Obi-Wan trailer is out. Nice. So we got Inquisitors. It's amazing how they picked the exact right time to do this. So uh, Ewan McGregor is perfectly aged for the role. Mm, mm-hmm. I right. like it. Um, um, let's let's go with Batman. I'll try to keep my thoughts short, uh, and I don't want to nerd out too much and go over people's head. I thought it was a. It was more than a movie. It was an experience. So I was okay with sitting there for three hours, not a minute more, because I went to the one on Wednesday with no trailers or commercials. It just started. That's a, that's a movie topic for another day. It was enjoy. It was an enjoyable movie experience filled with utterly joyless people, except <laughs> except for the penguin. Um, who and call like. The MVPs of the movie are one, Matt Reeves. He made a brilliant experience. And Colin Farrell. Everybody else just had to kind of snarl around for three hours. Like, this had to be the easiest speaking role ever for Robert Pattinson. And I loved it. I would agree. I think that role played to his strengths, except maybe the fact that I feel like Batman, I'm used to Batman being a little bit fuller than Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson was a little, like, scrawny a little too emo for me so he was a little too visually like pete wentz he was a little too pete wentz and not enough uh, anybody else um he, somebody, i don't know somebody i guess criticized him or somebody threw out an opinion during his time working on the movie or whatever getting ready for it and somebody said like he was too small by batman and, and this was in one of the articles that I had re- had read recently that were very good and very insightful. And I've I've appreciated Pattinson 2.0 because I didn't do all the Twilight stuff, but all these indie movies he's done leading up mm-hmm. to this are are really enjoyable. He said he said I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm obviously going to work out for the role. I wanted a physical role, but I'm not a small person. I'm curious how big he is and. I don't disagree with you. He was not a big, bulky Batman. Christian mm-hmm. Bale wasn't, but there were some shots that made mm-hmm. you think he was much larger than life. Matt Reeves did a couple of those. There was one where he was in the mansion, and the camera zooms in from the back of him, and he's shirtless. Right. And he has some very large trapezius and latissimus dorsi muscles. Yes. His back was chiseled. So I'm not criticizing him, though, maybe the casting of him, but everything else made up for it. So, like, I would say that's my maybe my smallest critique, other than the fact that, like, as a female, as somebody that doesn't pay attention to Batman, the comics, I also expect Bruce Wayne to be devilishly handsome. And I just that wasn't there for me. However, 
I am very glad. Again, this is such, this is the basic bitch in me that wanted to see uh, Batman, the Batman and Catwoman kiss. I needed it. I needed it for my loins. For my, I just needed it and I got it. It was great. And I would agree with you. It was an experience because as you're in the film, you're also like deciphering these riddles with them. So like when they thought I was very proud of myself and that I had I knew who the rat was pretty much right away because I said he is such a big actor that he's not going to play a small role in this film and he doesn't really have a place here other than that. So I knew right away who the rat was. And then um, when they thought penguin, I said, but that could also be a bat. So we right. were, Thomas and I were like there was a lot of conversation going on between Thomas and I in the film quietly because we were like oh my god who is it it wasn't ex- in my it, i guess in that way it was an experience for us too um yeah that if i had to nitpick one thing it would be like you didn't think of the falcon falcon <laughs> like you didn't even think of yourself like you didn't even think of yourself <laughs> you're known as a flying rat colloquially uh, exactly um, exactly uh, let me rewind um I agree with you about the face of Bruce Wayne. Um, Robert Pattinson's face, is, like for Bruce Wayne, is not it. I envision someone more. And again, this is subjective. Like we always talk about, like we all have different tastes. Like you like someone who looks like Jason Momoa. That to you is attractive. Um, I don't find him fitting Bruce Wayne, but that's fine. Um, there's more to the role than that. So. And, Go ahead. I was going to say the only part, the the part that I've made. You're cutting out. You're cutting out. Was it me or the app? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't figure it out now. We're running out of time. Um, You had, I was losing you as you said, you wanted to elaborate on. Right. Right. So I should have elaborated. The Batman, Robert Pattinson in the film not a huge fan, didn't align with my thoughts of who Bruce Wayne should be. However, red carpet Robert Pattinson, my God, take me to bed, Batman. Like, oh. so handsome. So, like, where, what is this? I, I'm just like, uh, you could still have looked like red, red carpet Robert Pat, but play the emo Batman that you were looking to do. He did a phenomenal job. The story, the film was so good. The visuals were good. The color schemes were good, uh, filters, whatever you want to call it. Everything was great. I also loved Gordon being black, a black guy, and and one of our favorites. Jeffrey, so, yeah, Jeffrey Wright could play Bill Clinton, and I would love it because he's... Yeah. Um, hey, you sound a little muffled. Are you on your earbuds, or what's your setup? I'm in my earbuds, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me better yeah, now? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Um, I had to move the mic away from my mouth. That red carpet... <laughs> And funeral, um, Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne was was not my. That's where I was like, nah, he doesn't fit my vision. But again, small nitpick. I I I think he's a fantastic actor. He has gone into like my top five. Um, I have no actual complaints about anything. I was even leery about sitting there for three hours. And Ugh. my my biggest takeaway is not the one I was expecting. Do you know? I've told you before what my brother loves and I have no interest in it. Cars. When that thing rumbled in the shadow and the headlights lit up, I was like, oh my God, it's a dragon. 
And I have, yes. some, I have some friends who liked that, what, like late 70s, early 80s, not Dukes of Hazard, like muscle car GTO. American muscle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that 600 horse, like that scene shook me to nearly an orgasm. It was incredible. Yes. I don't like cars at all. I I don't have a favorite bat vehicle, nothing. That that whole scene chasing Colin Farrell, chasing the penguin, and even though when we knew the end of it, because it was in the trailer, I was absolutely thrilled by anything that I've seen in a movie in a long time. Like the, the last time I felt emotion like that was was when when Tony said I'm Iron Man. But this was to a different level because I wasn't expecting it from a car to do that to me. I thought it was great. I was expecting that because you did share a little bit of insight on that. You saw the Batman on Thursday and I didn't see it until Saturday, so I um knew but I was surprised at Thomas. You know, Thomas is a big car guy. Like we, he loves cars, and he loves those kinds of cars. Your, your like American muscle, really fast kind of car. And he grabbed my leg. Like I just felt him grab onto my leg and squeeze it. And I turned and I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh, just you wait." And then he, like, he lived for every second of it. And he didn't know that Colin Farrell played um, the Penguin. So when I was like, you know who that is? He goes, who? I said, Colin Farrell. So I just enjoyed his reaction to a lot of stuff in the film that he didn't know about. But yeah, it was it was just fantastic. I was I was very pleased. Yeah. I, I just needed Robert Pattinson to be the one that's been doing all the press and red carpets for the movie because that one, the one doing red carpets with Zoe Kravitz, beautiful. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, you were talking about like the actor, not Bruce Wayne in the movie. Yes. Got oh it. my God. Got yes. It. Got it. Yes. The oh. one doing all the red carpet. Oh, my goodness. Like, you could watch. I'm sure there's, like, a TikTok reel of, of just every time he cut a look to someone and they just, like, fainted. <laughs> so this, handsome. This movie is everything I expected it to be from when Matt, oh, I'm so glad. Matt, Matt Reeves signed on to this. And I'm sure there was probably, like, again, outside of Colin Farrell, who I think was the best actor in the movie, did the best job. I'm sure Matt Reeves yeah. had signs up all over. There's no smiling. We're not going to snicker here. Don't share your funny TikToks. There is no joy on this set. I loved Colin Farrell, especially when he's like, I got you. Yeah. I got you. And it was his accent, and it was it was so good. I, I did love that character. I almost wish, though, he had like a little penguin as a pet. It, what, did you catch when they left him zip-tied, he waddled away? He waddled away? Yes. Yes. Um, let's move, let's let's move on. Um, the the story I had mentioned that you might not know about is: Have you seen the Ryan Coogler news? No. Okay. So this movie is this, these Black Panther movies are cursed. Obviously, the tragedy with Chadwick Boseman. Uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff with Letitia Wright trying to shoot this next one. So Ryan Coogler. Now, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. And let me jump to the end of this. And he's like. I'm good. We settled it. It never should have happened. They've addressed it to my satisfaction. We've moved on. But the internet doesn't want to move on, especially in things like this, which it's probably a race thing. But we have we have to admit, you or I are not rich people, so we have no idea how rich people go about doing this, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He went to a uh, bank, his bank, Bank of America. He was wearing shades, <gasps> shades and a mask. 
probably massive no. COVID reasons, he gave the bank teller a note and said, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. And within minutes, he was in handcuffs because the teller was deeply concerned that it was a robbery. And again, he's all good with this now. Said Bank of America worked it out. Never should have happened, blah, blah, blah. But everybody else is not going to want to move on from this. Um, and I, I, I immediately go, a black guy? Like everybody else. Well, like what people shouldn't do. A black guy? Shades? A mask? A note? Crime. But I don't know how rich people of any color ask for large sums right. of money to take it out. Um, I, I Did he go about doing this the best way? I don't know. So... You're, and I, by the way, I'm not saying that this person, this teller, is did not immediately label him because of the color of his skin. Yeah. It could have been a white person. I mean, you hear, you hear, um, lar- you see large amount of money and note in a bank. Everybody gets gets a little freaked out. So, what are your immediate thoughts? So, I actually did hear this story. I I missed it. It was I turned the radio on this morning on my way into work, and I heard them talking about it, but I didn't hear the name. Um, I did hear that he also supplied his ID with that note. So he, he passed a note and his ID because you're required to supply ID at that time. And it was, and they could, it was still, and so that was the out, like, I don't know. So you're right. Like, we don't know how people with money go and ask for, for, for money from the bank. Like, do they write it down? Do they see a private banker? where they don't have to ask for large sums, maybe in the same line as other people. Obviously, he wore a hat and sunglasses because he's Ryan Coogler. You know what I mean? Not, you know what I mean? So obviously he's disguised because he's probably pretty well known. But um, although I wouldn't be able to point him out from the street, for the record. And Um, even me, like with what we had been in, and while two years ago people were like, with all the masks happening, there's going to be more crimes and kids are going to get snatched. I didn't think about that, but there are some places over the last couple of years, or you know what? I wouldn't walk into a bank now with dark sunglasses on. So, and I realized maybe he wanted to be anonymous. He didn't want to be, there's, there's a lot of, I'd like to see the video because again, anybody wearing hat, shades, mask, um, and then you see them hand something to a bank teller. I don't care what color you are. People might be a little concerned. Maybe all he wanted to do is, you know, get a bunch of money and not get robbed walking out of there. So I think it's but I, I do think he had an ID. And I think that's where the outrage was, because he had an ID. And like if someone someone who maybe doesn't speak English, someone who is deaf and can only speak via sign language, how do they take money out? They would have to write it down, too. They probably just aren't disguising themselves like they're not a hat and a sunglasses to, to like freak people out. Yeah. They're going to have to tread lightly with this one. I mean, that sucks. Like it's just, uh, I, I do think it probably is a, um, existing while black thing. I do. I do think it is. I think it may be a different result if you are, you know, a white guy in a sunglasses and shades, maybe a little flashy writing things down, write it down, supply your ID, and pass it over to the teller. I think it may or may not have been handled differently. Um, I, I, don't but, know, I don't know how much the ID matters. What if I actually do bank at this bank, and I just want a lot more money than I than I have access to? So um, I, I think we can say that this is like another tentacle of the pandemic, I mean, certainly the yeah. mask. 
But I'm curious to see if there's anything else that gets shared or, like, he, I believe met his word. Um, there was no, that I know of, Twitter tirade saying, you know, being, like you said, being black in America strikes again. He seems from these quotes right. um, content. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like, uh, to the credit of everybody, that it was wrapped up fairly quickly. They realized quickly after he was handcuffed, this is all a big misunderstanding. And I know it's hard to have misunderstandings with situations like this where there is a black person or any person of color. Um, But sometimes it's just that, but we're, we, you are always on alert for these things. Yeah. And like sometimes misunderstandings like that, especially like I can relate when there's a misunderstanding, you get angry, like you get really angry and frustrated because maybe people are saying things you did that you didn't do, or, you know, someone is accusing you of something. And so you start to get upset because it's, yeah, it, that's just naturally upsetting. And then once the law is involved, especially as a black person, that's just life threatening at that point. Does that bank? Did that bank teller intend to threaten that man's life? No, <laughs> like no, I don't think so. But I just think uh, that it's unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances. I don't think anybody was ill intended though, and that's probably why he's not acting. You know, he maybe is just sharing what happened and and moving on from it. Yeah, and and I'm I hope I hope it just lays there, but. I figured it was, it's a story because it's, it's a wild story. Uh, it's somebody that we know yeah. it's a Marvel thing. It's a black, it's potentially a black and some other color person thing. So I figured I'd bring it up. Yeah. I want to get your insight on something. Um, I, when I make an appointment, I, I make my own calendar notation. Um, and I, I would say that my outlook and calendar etiquette is not appropriate for most mm-hmm. people, um, like Jason sent us a calendar invite. Before he had sent that, I had already notated on my calendar, you know, this time, this place. And oftentimes I have uh, duplicates in my calendar, the note I've made for myself and what someone sends me. How do you feel mm-hmm. about my behavior? What do you mean? Like, I think that's helpful for you to have notes for yourself. But, Am I missing, are are people like, after we agree to meet on something, um, I put it in my calendar. I don't know if the other person is, is, are there times where this person might be waiting for me to send an invite? Oh, um, I think it depends on what it is. I like sometimes if you are establishing the conversation or the meeting, then maybe you should send an invite. But if it's something social, I mean, I am not the kind of person that puts social things on my calendar. Like professional meetings, I will put on my calendar. If I ask somebody to meet, then I will send them an invite. It also depends on what it is. I just arranged a meeting for Friday at 10, and I'm not sending an invite because it's casual. It's like, yeah, come on out here. We'll have a chat. You know what I mean? Compared to, uh, but I also have gotten in trouble for not putting my like life, life's work on my calendar. So then when people go to look at my calendar to see my availability, it says I'm available when I'm really not. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because God forbid you ask, you call me and ask me like a normal person. This is why. Um, wanted, this, anyway, this is why I wanted to bring up like calendar and outlook um, etiquette. I, I put a- anything that's on my schedule. I put it on my calendar. Um, I am a bit forgetful, 
But mm-hmm. um, like I have Fantasticon over the weekend. I saw a sign when I was leaving downtown. The um, Toledo Toy and Train Show is at Owens on Sunday. I was like, I I had forgotten about that. Lo and behold, it's on my calendar for Sunday. So I put everything right. down. I just don't send anybody else invites. Yeah, I don't put everything down, and I will send invites. You know, for the important stuff, I'll also accept invites. And then sometimes, like, for example, when we have really important podcast stuff to do, I try to do it on my lunch hour, and I put private appointment on there. So I'll just type in, I'll block myself off, but I'll put private so no one knows what I'm doing because technically people do have access to my Outlook. So they can go into my Outlook and see. I don't have the entire thing private. So they can go in and see that I had, like, the hum meeting earlier today, you know, Um compared to me wanting to put private stuff on there, but I just don't. And I don't, I also don't block. There's some people that are really good about it and they will block their day. So like after you and I are done, if I know that I'm specifically going to work on a grant proposal, then I'll put on my calendar from 3 PM to 5, 5 PM, I'll be working on a grant proposal. So people know not to block my time. But I, I feel, I don't, I don't love that because I feel like it takes away from the human interaction if that makes any sense um my my amateurism when it comes to outlook and calendar stuff and i i have a rough idea but how can people see your schedule mm-hmm. how, how can um they- so if you have outlook if you have outlook you can it, i think it's per, per organization so internally right okay. um Everybody within my organization can can technically search my calendar. I believe they have to request permission to like be allowed to view it on a regular basis, but you know that's possible. But I also I don't really send meeting requests to other people that often. Like if I'm having a one on one conversation, I won't even send it. You know, right? Okay. So it depends. It is, and that's why I wanted to have this discussion because it's something we've never talked about. Um. I wanted to get some thoughts because um, of how other people react and remember things. Um, there was one more thing I had with this, but I forget what it was, and I want to wrap us up with something kind of fun. It was a good. To- it was okay. a good. It was a good topic on Reddit. What is a food that's better when it's slightly burnt? Oh, hot dogs! <sighs> Anything barbecue. Anything barbecue. Barbecue. Uh, uh, barbecue cheeseburgers. Barbecued hot dogs. Uh, chicken wings, ribs, anything for me, anything barbecue. Okay. Better burnt. I would go um, French fries. Um, French I'm a- fries. I'm actually good if toast is a little burnt, if there's a little black on there. Mm-mm-mm. And pizza too the cheese on pizza if it's a little, mm-hmm. if the cheese is a little golden color and a little hue of like brown, I'm good with it. I have one other other outlier. I really love like when I am making stir fry at home or if someone else is making stir fry and there's a little bit of char to my vegetables or the meat. Yep. But it's still I love that. Good one. Good one. All right. We're out. We're done for today. Uh, Bethany will be with us tomorrow. And I have another topic that I think will be a good discussion for all of us because it's one of these things where I think we go. Yeah, why aren't we doing that? It it would be so helpful. So, are, are you not going to tell me in advance? 
I'm not getting. No, no, you're you're well versed in this, and um, okay. <laughs> th- there's nothing I have to prep you for or anything like that. Uh, two last things: uh, the UT women won today. I'm still hoping that nice. both men and women get to the tournament. That would be um. A nice little prelude getting up to opening day to get us hyped up for that. Not that we need that. And um, the Sundance, the the drive-in out in Oregon might close because there was a something several months ago that the, the land was being sold. And now it is mm. it has been sold. And I guess unless yeah. the Sundance people uh, decide to like take the land or something, uh, they're not going to be able to, to, to do their thing anymore, which, which will be sad because a lot of people have a lot of memories there. That that probably, that place has to go down with like people of Southwick Mall memories and, and other places that yeah. closed long before I got here. You know, I've never been, so that's too bad. That is that is too bad. I've always wanted to go. I've been meaning to go, but just haven't been out there. I wonder if people will be, do you ever get to that side of town? Uh, yeah, I'm, when I go to Mommy Bay. So we used to go, to, we go to Mommy Bay a lot in the summer. I wonder what it would be like if, like, nobody wants to lose that. It's a, it's an area treasure over there. Again, so many memories. What if the alternative was they finally get a target over there? <laughs> no, they cannot knock down a target. You can't knock down the drive-in for a target. I feel like that's not right. I mean, any anybody can do anything, especially when there's a lot there's of money involved. There's plenty of space for target. There's plenty of space for target. Okay. All right, I'll uh, I'll text you later on today, all right? Okay, bye-bye.